Hey there, this is Audrey of the Maiden Voyage Podcast, and you're listening to Episode 6, Season 1, the one where we dive into living with a ponytail and a HubSpot world, why inbound marketing is more female than ever, with guest Trish Lassard. Maiden Voyage is a podcast recorded by the women of Impulse Creative. Audrey. Rachel. Jen. Danielle. Courtney. Jackie. We're CEOs, salespeople, project managers, writers, and marketers. We're also wives, rad moms, remote employees all over the country, in-house staff, empowered single ladies, and all-around ass-kickers. There's a lot of challenges we face, overcome, and share that make our voyage different than those of the men we work with. This is our journey. Welcome to Maiden Voyage, and today we're interviewing Trish Lassard, a fourth-generation entrepreneur and co-founder of Media Junction. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. We're so excited that you're joining us. Um, I have to know because you're a fourth generation entrepreneur, like you are following in the footsteps of some, it sounds like pretty amazing people. Can you talk to me about like your family and, and what, what that means, fourth generation entrepreneur? Yeah. I mean, it means being raised with a completely different mindset. Everything is around business. Um, it just seems like if I didn't, if I wasn't in business myself, I'm not sure that I would be able to handle it. <laughs> you know, just the different conversations that you have around the house, just the way you're, you're raised. So everything is just yeah. about business. And what were those other businesses that your family has been involved in? Right. So uh, my grandfather owned a butcher shop uh, and my great grandfather owned a grocery store and liquor store. My parents owned a construction company and then, you know, then there's me, Media Junction. Yeah, digital. What, would you refer to Media Junction as like a digital agency or kind of how do you entitle and encapsulate who you are at Media Junction? You know, Media Junction is a full service web design firm. Um, we offer inbound marketing, inbound sales, um, and, you know, branding design services. And, you know, I started the, the agency in 1997 as a web design company. Oh, awesome. Okay. So that's kind of where your roots are. Yeah. What were you doing before you opened Media Junction? As a mom. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Did so, you have like a, a you, you've got some moms on the line here, me and Rachel, yeah. um, but are you, um, um, my question was going to be, was your background like as like, did you have web development background when you were momming? Were you like deving at night and momming during the day? How did that yeah. work? I knew nothing about web design. I just knew that the internet was super cool and I saw the possibilities of it and I was like, I just want to be a part of this. So everything is, I, I self-taught myself everything I, I know. That's Carter. <laughs> Hi, Carter. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're self-taught. Were you like a lynda.comer? I know. Um, back in like early HubSpot web development days, a lot of people talk about learning from lynda.com and then obviously through HubSpot tutorials, is that kind of like where you started or where you would recommend people who want to be self-taught and web design kind of go? Well, I mean, <clears throat> for me, there, there wasn't even school for it. I mean, we were pre, you know, we were really in the early days because the idea came in 1996 to start the company. And so I actually incorporated in 97. So we're a year, year and a half before Google. Um, and so search engines, um, 
you know, is, is really where I got all of my information, trial and error, yeah. just screwing things. AOL dial-up. <laughs> yeah. AOL dial-up for the minute. Wait, do you know that <laughs> Remington's text message tone is dial-up? And we were in a meeting the other day, and I, I was like, did you? are you using dial-up internet? Like, what is happening? <laughs> it was like a notification on his phone. It was terrible. I had like, would, I started switching. Yeah. He wouldn't be caught dead with dial-up internet. <laughs> so that's great. I love that you're self-taught. And what um, kind of recommendations could you give to someone who is in your shoes, where, where you were getting ready to start up? Like, what was the, that initial leap where you were like, we're diving in? Like, what recommendation could you give to someone who is at that point, that pivotal moment in their life when they're deciding, I'm going to do this for myself? I think, you know, my advice is always, you know, you know, gravitate to people that you know that are already in the industry, ask a lot of questions, work for somebody first, um, you know, kind of get the lay of the land. Um, before absolutely diving in, if you have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you can get a, a great education uh, working inside of an agency. I don't, I'm not necessarily a huge advocate for, you know, college <laughs> um, and, and going into a lot of debt because I think that there's a wealth of inf- information out there that, that you can learn from. And if you're, if you're hungry, you know, read um, I find myself every day reading just different blog posts out on social. Just if you're curious, I think just, just lean into that curiosity. That's a great, know. that is like, that's a tip right there. Like lean into your curiosity. Mm-hmm. I love that. Awesome. And so you've been at it a long time now, um, mm-hmm. over, over 10 years. And what 20, would you? 22. So, wow. Um, <laughs> What do you love most about being the boss lady? I love that I get to control the environment that I get to go to every day. Yeah. Um, I, I'm able to surround myself around other people that are creative. Um, and so um, just kind of setting the, the ground rules here and, and having an environment that everyone is safe. Um, and you know, just, just being able to, to grind out really cool stuff. Um, I mean, I think that that's what I love the most is, is just, you know, seeing people grow in their roles, um, pushing themselves, things that scared them, you know, when maybe they started and, and you're kind of seeing them kind of open up and, and, and take on new challenges. I think that that's just really kick ass. I mean, that's, 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 that's what it's all about. I actually have a question, Jackie, I'm going to interject. Um, I'm going to go back a little bit. I have a few friends that um, went to school for marketing and it's really hard for them to get a job. So you're saying that, um, you know, like get into that creativity. What would you look at rather than a college education when, if someone's applying? I would look at where they've worked before. So if they, if they, you know, haven't been in college, I think like having your own website, your own portfolio, um, doing some nonprofit work, um, just getting out there and, 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 and showing what, you know, you know, and, um, I think that there's, there's a lot of different ways to, to show a company that, that you're the one that they should hire. So, um, for me, I always look for resumes, um, that, you know, they're, they're jobs where you have to hustle, you know, there's not a lot of gaps in the resume, you know, they're working, if they went to college, they're working during college, they, 
you know, um, listed that, you know, maybe they were a waitress or a bartender. I love bartenders. They know how to just handle things. Um, I know people are just like, why, you know what? And I'm like, go to a restaurant and watch a bartender. They can juggle a lot of things. That's agency life. You guys, that's, you have to be able to do roll with whatever happens, you know, and, and usually, um, they turn out to be really great, great employees. So I read an article, I really forget who it was. And I was trying to remember, um, when they were hiring someone, they take them out to breakfast and tell the waitress to purposely mess up their food and see how they react about the situation. Mm-hmm. And I told Remington about that. I was like, I feel like that's such a good idea because there's people that would get like mad at the waiter or server, whoever, if their food came back. And then there's people that would be like, oh, it's fine. I'll take it or it's cool, whatever, you know, just yeah. roll with the punches as they come. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, you can uh, tell a lot about a person the way that they treat other people. Yes. Yeah, sure. absolutely. And their pets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So what was that moment when the agency started in 97, right? You're grinding it out. You're doing, you're putting the work in. When did you feel like you, you made it? And, and what was that moment like? <laughs> when I was able to actually pay myself and cash a paycheck. All right. That, that was, you know, really honestly, like those little, those little milestones, you know, you, um, you know, leaders kind of eat last. <laughs> you know, and that's true. You know, you have to be prepared to be extremely broke and, um, you know, in the, in the very beginning. And, and I would say that, that absolutely was, you know, um, having the money coming in, not worrying as much about that. I mean, obviously still always worrying about money, (laughs) you know, but, um, you know, that, that, that would be my one thing, you know, cashing that paycheck and knowing that it's good and, you know, I love that. So did you do anything fun with it? <laughs> probably paid bills and probably took my kids out for Chinese food and right? rented movies at Blockbuster. I miss that. Yeah. I miss Blockbuster. So at some point in the last 22 years, um, and if maybe you could talk us through your decision to move into working with a company like HubSpot and becoming a partner. Yeah, sure. So you know, um, HubSpot actually reached out to me, um, which was really, you know, kind of out of the blue and, um, you know, they were starting a partner program and, and, um, this gal called me and she was just really cool. And she's like, you know, I think you guys would be a really good partner. We've got this, you know, CMS and, you know, she wanted me to join the partner program. And back then it was, you know, let's see your financials. Let's kind of go through. Let's see if you, you would be a good partner for us. Um, and, you know, I was like, wait, wait a minute. I need to check out your product to make sure that I feel like this is a product that I could represent. Um, and as long as I think it's great, then, you know, it's good enough for my clients. So, um, so we became a customer before we became a partner. And I would say, you know, absolutely before diving into any partner program, um, I would use the product, get to know the people, give feedback, see how they take feedback. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, HubSpot was just 
hungry for feedback. You know, and when Brian talks about, you know, feedback is the breakfast of champions, that's true. I mean, they have been that way since 2011, since we started. So, um, you know, I just, I just think align yourself with the people that, that, um, you know, can help your customers grow. Um, and so it's, it's not always about the money. It's, it's, it's about, you know, making, making, um, making things easier for your clients and, and, and really helping them grow. Yeah. I love that. I love, um, the emphasis on feedback and that if an organization doesn't want to take your feedback, there's gotta be something wrong as a culture there that you just don't want to align with. Exactly. Yeah. And so, um, you know, a lot of what we talk about and in our main tagline, we talk about the, the journey of ours as women being different than those of our colleagues. And that's um, in our intro to every episode. And so I'd be interested to hear if you feel like as a female HubSpot partner, agency owner, if you've come into any areas where you have been struggled or had an issue as a female agency owner where a lot of them, um, and I will say, I feel like in HubSpot world, there are a lot of top women walking around, but there are still those differences. And have you come across any challenges being a female agency owner kind of in the HubSpot world? You know, not really. Um, you know, I think, I think for me, you know, the guys, the agency owners that, that I surround myself with um, are just genuinely great guys. Um, obviously I've run across a few that I think are D bags, but you know, <laughs> that's just the way it goes. Um, and, and it's a huge community. Um, you know, and, and I think, um, I think that's, that's the piece that I'm the most proud of is the friendships and how we all are, you know, helping each other grow. Um, and I really don't look at it as really so much a male female thing it's just you know it's more of you know we're the underdogs um you know obviously some people some agencies you know you can tell that they just come from money <laughs> and then you can see the other agencies that you know like you know ceo has put in the time like i've put in the time and so you just kind of just kind of sweat and tears yeah you kind of roll with the people that are like you well you know, and i bet just, you just you know, and and like in any aspects of our lives we gravitate towards our tribe yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, I think behind any great man is a great woman. Um, so, you know, I, I really haven't had any, you know, real problems um, that I can think of in the HubSpot, you know, um, ecosystem. Yeah. I think before, I think if anything, if I was to, to go back to, into, you know, my career, I would say that, women have been harder on me um, than, than actually men. I think that there's this, this thing, um, you know, where women, you know, can attack other women or they can tear them down and not build them up. And I think that we just need more, you know, more women that are not threatened by, you know, a strong, powerful woman um, who has a voice. And so I would say, you know, for me, I've, I've run across more women who have, um, you know, tried to, to kind of, you know, 
take me down. Cut down, sure. <laughs> Cut throat. So, in that in that vein, then Trish, do you do anything to to what are they, what's that term they use to to reach back and pull up? Uh, you know, it's I feel like there's a term they've been using for that um, out there. Um, but like, what are you doing to empower young women, if anything, to kind of show them that you can lead and charge through? Um, is there anything you do? Yeah, I think it's just, you know, having a voice and, and encouraging them to, to get out there. I mean, what you guys are doing, this is great. You know, um, this is building, building, you know, women up and, um, encouraging, uh, for me, I have a lot of nieces and so, um, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, um, you know, (sighs) I didn't, I, I have all sons. So, um, with, an, with my nieces, it's like, you know, you can do that. You know, my mom was like that with me. Um, you know, just because a guy's doing it doesn't mean you can't do it. I think that, um, you know, encouraging other women that have, have daughters, um, you know, to, to not use those phrases like, oh, she's bossy or, you know, her little attitude or whatever. And it's like, don't, don't, you know, stifle, don't stifle that. Yeah. Yeah. I have a two year old toddler who's a girl and I tell the girl, these girls all the time that I, um, she's not bossy. She's proud and she's not loud. She's just stating her opinion. And I think it's about changing the way we communicate with each other, um, is really, excuse me, a big part, not only to the younger generation, but like as adults, you know, like, the first thing a lot of women tell each other is, oh my God, you look so pretty today. But like, we need to stop deflecting, you know, our energies there, I think, and start talking like you're saying about picking people up and helping them see their worth and pushing them in in positive forward directions. Right, right. So, you know, I mean, I do little things like, you know, I back Kickstarters, um, you know, you know, just privately you know, if I see something that a, that a woman's doing, I'll just throw money at it and, and, you know, just things like that. I'm not looking for any kind of recognition. I'm just looking for, you know, um, to me, I look for those women out there that are just, that are going for it, that are doing it despite, you know, anything that they have against them, that they're just not using the excuse, the fact that they are a woman to try to get ahead um, you know, I have a lot of respect. I, you know, uh, I have had a lot of women employees here. Um, you know, and it, it's, it's, I, I, I treat everybody the same. Um, it, it's, it's not like just because you're a woman, you're going to get a, an easier ride with me. I push them just as hard, if not harder. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and, and, um, I think, you know, uh, just having a, a little bit thicker skin to, to kind of, you know, um, you know, build, build that confidence inside yourself. And so sometimes I can come across as a little crass or, or, um, you know, and it's like, well, why, you know, and you know, what's the excuse for, you know? And, and so, um, I think if you come across whiny and you're complaining all the time, um, that's just in you, you know? And, and, um, you know, I, I, I just think that, that women just, um, have so much opportunity today. Um, I yeah. think of people like my mom in the 1960s, 70s that were running, you know, a business, how hard that was and how she had to probably, I mean, the, 
you know, turning her head or, you know, not listening to the noise or the distractions, you know, trying to, trying to put her down. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I, I just think of all of those strong women that have, have, have fought for us to get to where yeah. we're at today. And it's just like, we have so much opportunity. Yeah. It you sounds know? like you had an amazing role model, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. entrepreneur mother in the sixties. Like, I mean, it doesn't get much tougher than that. Yeah. And, and, you know, in the seventies, as I was growing up, you know, very few mothers worked. And so when a mom worked, I found myself being friends with the girls yeah. that their moms worked yep. um, because the other girls were different. They did, they had a different, you know, way of lifestyle and, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and so, yeah, I think, uh, that's great. Cool. It, I think there's a lot of badass women out there that have paved the way for us. So I think that's, that's sure. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So we've been talking about all these like roses and fun things. And I'd love to know, I asked you what was the best thing about being the boss, but what's the toughest part about being a boss lady? I think it's when, um, if I make a strong statement, I'm automatically a bitch. If a man makes a strong statement, <laughs> he's a great leader. That's you know, my struggle in life. There is. There's a double standard there where, you know, um, you know, I think, you know, with me, kind of, I've had to, 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 you know, find this voice to be stern. Um, and, and so that comes across as a bitch. And, um, you know, I, I guess I'm fine being called a bitch, but, um, and, and I think the other thing is when you're passionate about something automatically, why are you so emotional? Mm -hmm. That throws me through the rough when somebody's like emotional, you know? So, um, I think, you know, still being a woman leader, I think there's just some of those, those things out there, you know, oh, she's bossy or, you know, stuff like that. So I think like Audrey said, she definitely relates. I struggle with that so badly. I'm a project manager at Impulse and most of the guys in my project team, or well, they're all guys actually, except for Danielle. And, yeah, oh, but you're not on my project. Project, And so whenever like I say something, I constantly like, I'm texting girls, like, I feel like I just sounded like a bitch. And they're like, Audrey, you totally didn't. You just had to do your job. But then when I tell them what to do, I never feel like I'm a bitch ever. Exactly. It's horrible. And I, I struggle with it so badly internally. And I, I don't know really how to change it because I still have to do my job and I still have to be stern. So it's something that like, I need to change the way it's working in here. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's the story you're telling yourself. Right. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask Trish. Do you feel like you modify your behavior at all because of that? Or do you just own it? Well, it depends on which, what situation I'm in, but yeah, I mean, mostly at 40, I'm 48 years old. I own it. You know, this is the way, um, there's really, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna really change much more from what the way that I am right now. Um, you know, and so, you know, I guess if I have to, you know, have people calling me a bitch, well, well, you know, I got my point across. I did what was, you know, in the best interest of this agency, um, you know, to the, to the best of my ability. And so, you know, haters are going to (laughs) hate. preach love it it's so true and and just like they were saying I mean you can't control if at the end of the day you were 
kind and true to your values, you can't really control how other people interpret that. Yeah. What do they say? It's not my business what other people think of me. Yeah. I love that. It's great. Mm -hmm. Fun. Okay, cool. Um, Does anyone else have any hard pressing questions before we go into the lightning round? (laughs) No, I think this has been so great. Yeah, Yeah, thank Um, you so much for being open and sharing with us. So, Trish, you said that you are a mom. I know you have three adult sons, right? Yeah. And so how have you managed, you know, your work-life balance? Because I know that's a struggle for some of us here um, on the the phone today. So I think in, you know, in the early days, um, you know, it was was really hard because – I was, I was, I was pulled in so many different directions. The kids needed me so much more, Um, you know, and, and so as they started to get older, the business started to kind of be a little bit more (laughs) self-sufficient, didn't need me as much, Um, you know, just taking the, taking the time, you know, um, I think was, um, you know, I think it was hard. I always felt guilty. I always felt pulled in so many different directions. Yeah. Um, but now just, you know, it's so healthy for your brain. It's so healthy for your body to just walk away and unplug. And, um, you know, the work will always be there. In 22 years, I have never come to work the next day and that work wasn't there. You know what I mean? It's yeah. always there. Yeah. So I think, you know, unplugging and, you know, um, you know, all of the things that people say, you know, you have to, you know, put down your phones and, 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 and do that. You know, I just went to the Bahamas cruise, you know, just got back from Florida um, a couple of weeks ago. It was amazing. It was amazing how I came back, you know, and, and so many ideas. So I think, you know, um, recognizing that, that your body needs that and um, that it, that it's healthy and it's okay. I think letting go of the guilt, you know, there's not going to be any more money for you if you work a 60-hour week versus a 55 or a 50. You know, I think, um, you know, somebody said it best, anything over 40 hours is probably unproductive anyway. Yeah. So really starting to kind of look at that, like, um, you know, what time you put your day, things like Right, like using your time better instead of just adding more time. And I was just going to ask you that um, because I know and have worked at a few agencies where the agency owners are up at the butt crack of dawn. Are you like a 4 a.m. waker-upper? Do you find that you're most effective at that time of the day? Or are you more of like a late-nighter? I'm a late-nighter. So I find myself falling asleep at 4 a.m. and um, waking up at – 7 38 o'clock so this is super early for me <laughs> well thank you for committing to this <laughs> hey, no problem no problem yeah Remington's it. a butt crack not even butt crack done like 4 a.m kind of person and yeah. I'm also not a not a morning morning person either so that's okay <laughs> I do yeah. find that we struggle with the work-life balance though you know because when he comes home and and then we just talk about it. We end up working through the weekend and it, it's hard to unplug. It is hard to unplug and it's hard to, I mean, especially being, you know, 
the two of you are in the business together. I grew up with parents that were in business together. Um, and so, you know, a, a, a child in that environment, like I said, it was always business, you know, with my parents. Um, and so, but they always took time with us to do things outside of work. And so, um, you know, I asked my mom, you know, at, just a few years ago, I'm like, what was it? And she said, you know, really for, for us, you know, our, our biggest thing was this was our hobby. This was our passion. This is what we loved. And it allowed us to be together. Um, and so, um, you know, for her, it was, you know, bring us in and, and, and have us a part of it because it was their passion, you know, um, was, was really, and, and we did, we learned really amazing things by that. But, um, you know, I, I think you guys got, you guys got a good thing going on. <laughs> you know, you guys have yeah. a relationship, um, you know, but, but being able to say, you know, having kind of that code word where like, I'm done, you know, um, yeah. I think is, is important. And, you know, I just don't want to talk about work. Let's talk about something else. <laughs> you know, is, is really, I've been there. <laughs> I have to do that with my husband and I don't work with him. Yeah. He comes home. He's a general manager of the restaurant and he comes home and is just like, da, 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 da. I'm like, Mm-mm. Oh. <laughs> not for me. Nope. I told Brian last night, I was like, I stopped listening 10 minutes ago. I don't <laughs> Chicago PD. I don't know what you're talking about anymore. <laughs> I don't care about your HR issue. I had my own today. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I really think it's time because of the, the, the hour on the clock here, we want to get in the lightning round. I know we didn't tell you about this Trish, but hold on to your pants. I know it's early. Hope you had your coffee. I'm getting ready. Okay. (laughs) So we're just going to fire off some fun questions. And the goal here is again, um, can somebody keep track of how many questions she answers? Right. Because the goal is to get as many questions answered right as possible. And if you get more than, I'm, I'm, I'm just making this up on the phone. I was going to say, so you can't get them right. They're her opinion. Nope. I'm making, <laughs> oh no. I mean, how many questions you answer? Oh, okay. so, answer, answer. <laughs> or pass. So if you don't want right. to answer questions, <laughs> or you don't know the answer, Trish, you can just pass. Sorry. Okay. So if you get more, the, if you answer more than seven, we're going to send you a really fun little impulse swag bag with some cute stuff in it. Awesome. You have to answer seven. Okay. <laughs> so, Challenge um, accepted. Let's Audrey, let's make sure we get a swag bag put together. <laughs> uh, Rachel, on it. <laughs> yes, on it. I Not totally just made that up. I made it up. This is what we do here. We just make we make it work as we go. <laughs> okay. Well, just goes, will you tell me where the tape is? <laughs> uh, we invite you to listen to episode two where we we talk about why this podcast started and um, <laughs> how we're triggered by asking questions from our male colleagues. Like, do you know where the paper towels are? <laughs> they asked me that. I'm not kidding. Yeah, but so, how many times do you tell them where it is and, and they, they still can't find it? And then you walk over exactly where you told them and it's there. Right. <laughs> so it makes me sweat. Okay. Lightning round. Ready? Here we go. Um, red or white wine? Either. <laughs> Beverage of choice? Vodka. Yeah, girl. Uh, do you know your Briggs Myers personality type? Um, ENTP. 
Awesome. Hogwarts house. Which would you choose? I don't know what you're talking Pass. About. Yeah, uh, I don't either. It's Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Oh, no. Yeah, no, I don't know that. Pass. Okay. <laughs> what are you having for dinner? Probably a salad. <laughs> okay. Favorite female celebrity? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> There's so many. Um, I mean, I kind of like Oprah. There you go. Who doesn't? Yeah. Most recent book you've read? How to Win Customers and Keep Them for Life. Yes. Um, does, yeah. Okay. Uh, sparkling or still water? Sparkling. I like what, year, what year would you try time travel to? 1884. Flats or heels? Oh, man. It depends. Flats usually. Okay. Tennis shoes. Yeah. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Mac or PC? Mac. What's your superpower? It would be time travel, probably. Yeah. Favorite Disney princess? Gosh. Well, it was always Cinderella. Yeah. (laughs) And the last one, what gets you into trouble? My mouth. (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh that was awesome thank you you win a swag bag from impulse creative we'll make sure to get your address thank you so much trish for joining us we really appreciate you taking a very early start to your day and joining (laughs) our fellow mermaids here and answering all of our questions so awesome thank you before i go into our closing I'm sure Rachel asked you, is there anything you have going on you wanted to promote, like uh, whatever, anything at work or um, are you speaking anywhere, books, anything you want to talk about? I don't really have anything, you know, on the horizon here um, coming okay. up. Really okay. That I can think and of. it's mediajunction.com. We can tell people they can check you out there. Yep. Okay, awesome. Sadly, that'll do it for this week's episode of Maiden Voyage. We'd like to thank our amazing guests, Trish Lassard, and our amazing listeners. Because let's face it, Lady Life is hard. It's incredible how much we accomplish every single day. And we all deserve awards for just existing. If you're listening to the show and want several new best friends, leave us a rating and review us on iTunes. Subscribe, comment, and share us with your favorite lady friends. If you're watching the show, make sure you subscribe. Click the thing for instant notifications. Speak your mind in the comments and share us with your fellow Voyagers. Tune in next week for episode seven. Until then, stay your course and remember, this is your voyage. Make it amazing.